Hey, welcome back to your Black Zen Weekly Wellness Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Stacy here with my sister Jasmine. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> we are your Black Zen team. For those that don't know what we do, our goal with Black Zen is to just really get people to look closely at how to make change and create change in their community. Mm-hmm. And we do these for altruistic reasons, which is a hint <laughs> to what our topic is this week. But we have a lot to do and talk about before we get there. Yes. So our site, blackzen.co, has a ton of other information about meditation, wellness practices, mm-hmm. anything you need to move forward. And, and what's the word? Progress, Progress in life. As people. Right. And really, our goal is for everyone to have joy. Yeah. And that's why we do what we do. We want people to have joy and find joy and, and peace. keep joy. And peace. Joy and peace. That's what it's about. <laughs> it really so is. anytime that we have a topic, it's usually because we're trying to find, is that another avenue for somebody to find joy and peace? Or if you have it, really know how to hold on to it and cultivate it so that you become a person who is just who is joyful. completely fulfilled. To become yeah. a joyful person. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Because it's one thing to have happiness because happiness is situational. Right. And it's usually based on circumstance and it's short-lived right we want everyone to have joy right so regardless of the circumstance you're good yep that's why we do what we do so before we kick it off jasmine has an apology to make oh my gosh (laughs) i am so sorry fam so last week we did not have a podcast but and i can't even say i'm sorry i was on my deathbed (laughs) i thought i was going die i felt horrible and I, and I, I, i am a little dramatic but truthfully i am very rarely sick and I will not even say that I'm sick. I don't even I don't even say those words out loud unless it's official. I was officially like not able to get out of bed. You guys, <laughs> let me give them some some visuals. Because we tried to record. She had tissue up her nose <laughs> and she sounded like a deeper male voice was coming out. It was so wrong. We just had to shut it down. Just had to shut it down. I was a hot mess. I was incoherent. I had like a fever. I just, it was not good. It was a bad day. And then I'm like, okay, now if I am sitting this close to her in this booth and she's here breathing on me, am I going to have tissue up my nose next week? So again, Needless to say. We had a sick day. We had to call out from work, y'all. Which is crazy because we (laughs) never call out. We never call out. And I've never called in a sick day for Black Zen. And I I had to do it. I had to to take it. We had to do it. I I had to take the L on that. I was like, no, this ain't going to work out. I know. So So, for those that are curious of what you missed last week, the topic of last week's wellness was system rollback. That is not what the topic was. So what happened was my computer died, right? And so I'm going in to get it fixed. They're asking all these questions about when was the last best configuration? When was the last time it worked? I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember. Right, because it's been janky for so long. You know what I mean? (laughs) And what's funny, it got me thinking, when was my, as as Stacey, as a person, Mm -hmm. when was my last best configuration? Right. When was I happiest? Right. When was... When were you the most fulfilled? When were you feel... When yes. when did you feel like you were living your best life and what was happening in your life that contributed to that feeling? And so it was an interesting topic and there were a lot of ways we could have um, unraveled it, but we tried to keep it fairly simple. And I think there's something about knowing when you were at your best. And yes. if you're at your best right now, why are you at your best right now? Is it is it because of what you're doing? Is it because of who you're surrounding yourself with? Is it because you actually started and maintained a meditation practice? <laughs> <laughs> We're always going to plug that, you guys. So don't For think sure. it's not going to come up. Exactly. So. But I, I think it's an important question to ask. And, and one of the questions that did come up that I did want to make sure we answer before we jump into this week's topic was, 
what do you mean about recreating the feeling? Because some well, people say you're jumping forward because okay. first off, one, find your restore point. Right. Find it first. Then recreate the feelings mm-hmm. and the situations associated with that restore point to get you back on track. Well, right. And so the question that came up was, well, what if when I was at my best or when I was at my happiest, I was actually in a relationship with somebody or I was doing this job that I no longer do or I was in this city that I no longer live in. So how do you recreate that if that person isn't there anymore, if that job isn't there, if the, you know, if whatever it was. And see, and the trick to that was those are all based on situations. Mm -hmm. And so creating the feelings of those is what's going to get you back to your restore point. Similar circumstances and similar associations mm-hmm. with that because it's never going to be a person that right. brings you joy it's never the job that brings you joy it's how you felt while you were engaged in that activity exactly so that exactly. was the so for instance if you had a lot of autonomy in a role and that's what made you feel really excited about your job at the time where can you find places in your life where you can create that feeling of being able to be in complete control of something on your own or let's say it was a situation where, you know, I had a boyfriend, it was really great, mm-hmm. we loved each other, it was all good and glossy. Mm-hmm. Find someone similar. I don't think it's about finding a person. Well, no, I think, I but think it's, it's, finding, about... it's finding someone who you can be that way again with. And it doesn't have to necessarily it's be a person. romantic thing. No, not at all. Yeah. No, you can, I feel like you, there, I feel like we, sometimes we don't take advantage of the opportunities we have with friends mm-hmm. and other connections. Mm-hmm. And we assume that we have to be in a relationship to have certain feelings to have to feel warm to feel cared right. for to feel all those to feel like somebody understands feels. you all yeah. yeah all the feels can still be recreated in other ways and in other types of relationships so it was really about getting to the feeling of what it is rather mm-hmm. than trying to mirror the exact same circumstances which as you know is impossible because everything in life always changes exactly so <laughs> last week's lesson was one find your last best working configuration working configuration <laughs> i like that i like that yes to find ways to recreate that. To, to create that feeling. Exactly. Yep. So what's interesting, when we talk about all the feels, it actually is going to move us into <laughs> this week's topic. She's trying to segue. I am trying to segue. <laughs> and it is hard to do, girl. It is because, you know, we choose topics based on how they come to us. Mm-hmm. And so you're never going to hear anything that necessarily uh, follows in that way because that's not how life works. Things pop up. Girl. (laughs) So Say that ten times. Right? And so, funny enough, this topic was all about altruism. Mm -hmm. This week's topic, yeah. Yeah, this week's topic was something that when I read, I was reading an article. Mm -hmm. This guy in New York watches somebody next to a subway have Mm -hmm. a seizure. The guy has a seizure, falls down to the train, and the person immediately jumps in and tries to help the guy. Right. Stranger doesn't, Stranger know, doesn't him. know him. Right. The train can't stop. Which is crazy. This is this when I started with, to read it, yeah. Yeah. So the train doesn't this is an old story, you guys may have heard of this before yeah. too. But the train doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, he ends up rolling himself and the other man into a ditch mm-hmm. and they walk away without a scratch. Which is crazy. So it was just I just the story stuck with me for some reason. Yeah. And my biggest thing was, wow. And oh, and here's well, another kicker. Yeah, well, like, the why? reason he said Yeah, why say, why he, would you ever risk your life? Well that's like what that. they asked him. And his he's like, it was it just felt right. So that's so the interesting. question is, yeah. what feels right? Mm-hmm. And does that right apply to everybody? Would everyone feel so inclined? Or is there something yeah. in his nature that makes him more inclined to help other mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm. So altruism is it inherited? 
Right. Is it part of our DNA and our makeup? Right. Can you cultivate it? Can you? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Because meditation, as you know, makes you a more compassionate and empathetic person. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get that as a byproduct of... Of just having a a, a meditation practice. I would agree. Yeah. Um, But just such an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. And it led me, of course, down the rabbit hole to TM Scanlon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He wrote a book back in the day called What Do We Owe Each Other? And it's so interesting Mm -hmm. because he talks about the idea of contractualism. Which is a $500 word that actually means... Well, it means... It, it, well, it's just saying that we're obligated. When are we obligated to help somebody? And mm. that's what's going to bring us into our chat today. Because we're not going to talk about the wellness. You got the idea. I want to talk about what are we contractually obligated to do <laughs> for family. Fair. For friends. Uh-huh. And for others that we don't know. Right. Society at large. See, yeah. I don't know what Jazz is going to say on these. Because mm-hmm. I'm curious to know... How far do we go to be selfless? Yeah. You know, what yeah. is there? Is there a limit? Mm. We'll find out. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> so first, okay. what do we owe our family members? I think with anybody, we owe basic respect. Jasmine, focus. What Everyone, do we owe family? What do we owe family? I think, that I'm going to keep it super practical. I think with family, like, <laughs> I owe helping you when you move. <laughs> right? If you move from that one place, not- I, I, what I owe you as a family member is that, like, if I have a car that's available and I'm not working on that day, I feel like I am contractually oh. obligated to help you so move. So when it's convenient for you, you feel obligated to help your family. I, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to understand Why are you here. trying to turn my words against me? <laughs> I'm just saying, you said, if I have a car and if I'm not working, are there are a lot of different things mm, there. I see, Like, I see. those are, see, Again, well, okay. With, okay, hold on. We should explain. Yeah. There's a whole middle child, older child dynamic going on here <laughs> because I've helped you move how many times? I've helped you move anytime I'm in town. We're not going to go there. But what I'm saying is <laughs> hmm. certain family setups have different responsibilities. Well, yeah, but I think, but I think in general, I mean, to take it back to your initial question of what do we owe our family members, I think we owe showing up. Okay. Right? So... I owe you support and I owe you showing up for the things that matter to you and for the things that you value. Like, I feel, I feel like that's like, like if, like if you, you know what I'm saying? Like if, like if you graduate from somewhere, I owe you the flight out to come see you walk across the stage. I owe you that. That's my familial obligation (laughs) to come and support you in that. See, these are all practical things. Do we owe love? We owe we we are. I don't think you have to owe to... that. I think I think that that's intrinsic. You don't have to, you don't owe love. It's just there. Wow. So family thing is inherent. Yeah. I mean, we just love our family, and that's it. I mean, yeah. Usually, as long as no one's you know super crazy. <laughs> Isn't everybody super crazy? Well, yeah, but you know what I mean, like <laughs> like hurtful crazy. Yeah. Hurtful crazy. I feel interesting. like because well here and this is where I think altruism is interesting because I I feel like. On one level, we do owe something to our family, but there are some times when people in your family are the ones that that do harm Mm -hmm. to you. And I feel like in that sense, what you really owe is to yourself to be in a safe place. And that may not always be around your family. Okay. So So we owe our family until they become harmful? Yeah. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. (laughs) Yes. All right. You're sticking to that. I'm sticking to it. All right. Yep. So... Well, let's do a family extension. I'm curious what you'll say about this. Hmm. Well, in the article I read, 
they had a very important piece about how parents have an altruistic love for their children. That makes sense. Which, of course, obviously, I feel like everyone knows how that works across the board. Sure. So, when your let's say your kid turns 35, are you still paying their rent? No. I do not have a contractual (laughs) obligation to pay your rent at age 35. No boo, no boo, no boo. So only when they're kids. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think, well, no, actually, with kids, I think you have a contractual obligation to set them up for success in their life. Okay. So that by the time you reach 35, you should not be asking me (laughs) to pay your rent. I should have set you up in such a way that you have enough life skills, know-how, hard and soft skills as a person okay. that at 35, we should just be hanging out over a cup of coffee <laughs> and I'm not paying your rent. That is my contractual right. obligation I'm as your I'm noticing a trend in a lot of Jasmine's answers that they depend on how much they affect you. Why don't you answer the question then? <laughs> well, what do you think there's, what contractual obligation do you think that you have if you were a parent? As an older sibling, I take it as a personal obligation to make sure all of my family is good and happy. Why aren't you just lovely? Oh, I have all Saint two- Teresa <laughs> over here. No, I have an altruistic streak. That's why I thought this conversation would be interesting <laughs> because I know Jasmine's middle child tendencies more than anybody. Oh my gosh. And I'm just curious to see how that flows in this conversation. So, outside of family, what was the next one? Okay. What do we owe people that we don't know? I think we owe people that we don't know. You already said respect, which is right. Right, basic mm-hmm. respect. And also, I think we owe, and this is, I think, the one that's really difficult for people to do sometimes, is we owe them a blank slate. Oh, do you know what I clear, mean? A clean slate. A clean slate. That's so, like, nice. so I, I think when you meet people, especially if they don't look like you or they have a different um, you owe them background, non-judgment. right? You owe like mm-hmm. allow them to be just a person without any of your, you know, associations. associations on top of it, so that when you meet somebody, you're always just meeting who that person is and not who you think they are based off of some assumptions you've made or based off of other people that look like them. Like, I think we owe people a face value base to start with. See, I would go a step further and say we Mm. owe people kindness and empathy and compassion. St. Teresa over here. Oh my gosh. I feel like these are things we should inherently want and owe people. That's interesting. It's funny because we both do Black Zen. (laughs) <laughs> and we're not getting paid for this no that's true and you do it these are people this is society these are people we don't know sure so it's funny that you act on it but you don't recognize that I don't call it out don't necessarily call it out as yeah. a kindness yeah interesting yeah <laughs> I do think you're right though I do think that we owe people kindness and yeah I mean now if you say like now that you say it I'm like well sure but to me that was like a given like it was like to me that's that's expected that you owe people kindness no but that's the thing Jasmine most people don't think that way if I don't know someone, technically, I owe them nothing. You're a stranger. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think... Is I, that your meditation talking? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> it is. Because I also, I, feel, is. I also feel like, you know, like I never I never want to harm anybody. I never want to want to do something that is going to negatively impact somebody. So when... Yeah, but that, there's a difference between harming somebody and doing good. Hmm. Not harming someone is it's a wash. Hmm. You know, is it... Don't wrong anybody or help somebody. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the line. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I would like to, just to simplify things, I'm going to make two categories. Yeah. People that don't hurt others and people that help others. Mm. 
Yeah, I see that. Big gap. I see that. Big gap. Sure. And I want everyone this week to look at what side of that fence you fall on. Hmm. And if yeah. you enjoy where that is. Because some people are very comfortable, like, look, I have enough going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, again, I think that's the divide. But I think there are also small kindnesses that we can do for people. That but don't that's require. The thing. But here's the thing: if you're not, if you're not, if you're in the, if you're not even thinking not, about, you see what I I'm it, saying. If, if you're, you're not even thinking about, if you're not harming somebody, box, doing a kindness is the last thing on your brain, right? Because you're you're just not thinking like that intrinsically. Mm. Fair. Sorry, guys, I went on a tangent. You, you can definitely tell did. I read a bunch because I just got into this topic so much. One of the articles that we included this week, um, the fifty ways to do well by doing good. I pulled out a few of those because actually what you just said made me think of one of the ones I pulled out, one of the examples. The writer says, be as kind to others as you are to a puppy and as respectful as you are to your boss. I thought that was kind of interesting. It is. If you respect your boss. (laughs) (laughs) That's another wellness. (laughs) Indeed. But I think, but something about being as kind to others as you are to a puppy Treating you know. people like kids and puppies. Yeah. Treat everybody. Adults. Right. Everybody like that. Right, right, like right. Because With that all, level of kindness. It's so funny. There's always a compassion in nature when you're talking to mm-hmm. those two groups of folk. Why is that? Because they're adorable. <laughs> well, I don't like animals. I don't like puppies. I can't with you. <laughs> but I'm saying if we treat, I think we treat kids and animals with that type of care because we I know they can't care. take care of themselves. And I think that might be the link between what we think we owe people. Like, that's maybe why parents are so Oh, sure, because you, you assume so that an adult can take kids. care of themselves. Yeah. Which is why you're sometimes less altruistic with grown-ups as you would be with children yeah. and puppies. I see that. Something I've been ruminating on. I see maybe that. Maybe I'll write a book about it. Well, here's, <laughs> and this is where I feel like there are different levels of, of altruism and different ways to be a help to somebody. So another one of the examples that's in that 50 ways to do uh, well by doing good, he says, don't try to teach a starving person how to fish. First, give them a fish. Teach them how to fish when the pressure to eat is gone. Yeah. And I love that that's really talking about two levels of altruism, right? Because the one piece of altruism and being like a helpful person and a kind person is when you see somebody in need just addressing that need you see someone with a flat tire help out right but then there's also this other piece of being like well i may not be the person who stops my day to help somebody out with a flat tire but i might be the person who you know goes to like volunteer at a community center so i can actually like teach people how to fish yeah you know what i'm saying it's funny to be like a mentor or to be like or or to or to do that with people in my family people in my friends like there are ways i think that you can be altruistic that don't always show up as like giving like a homeless person a dollar. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So I feel like maybe that is what we should aspire to. If we, I mean, it's, it's one thing to be completely selfless. And mm-hmm. I feel like that requires a lot of cultivation and a lot of meditation to even get to that point. Sure. But until then we can at least find ways to be helpful and kind. Right. And maybe go out of our way just a touch. Right, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more than find we, find more yeah. ways to be kind. And you guys, I'm saying this to you. I'm saying this to myself. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, this yeah. to Jasmine as I look her in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> so just have less self interest. Interest, I guess that's the word. the word. Yeah, less self interest at least some of the time. Well, this is perfect. It brings me to the last <laughs> thing that I that I pulled out of that article. He said, "Be as persistent at helping others as you are at getting what you want." 
Oh, I think that's a high bar, but it's it. But I I think hearing it like that, you're like, I guess I am pretty persistent when I know I want something. Mm -hmm. So if I can put forth effort in that area, why not put forth a little bit more effort in helping people or being kind or finding ways to be kind to people? I feel like there's two ways to go about this. Hmm. One is to actively try to do things that are kind or acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. But if that's going against your nature. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have to try, mm. why not first correct your nature? Which I think is sitting that's, on the mat. Well, that's what I, I think, was... I that's, think that's a meditation practice. That's what this practice. whole thing kind of brought <laughs> up, you guys. This is what... <laughs> that's what I ever talk... We always talk about why people should meditate and mm-hmm. what does it do mm-hmm. and how does it change our society as a whole. Right. And ultimately, what meditation does is make us more compassionate and empathetic people. Mm-hmm. So that going out of our way and being kind to others becomes intrinsic in our nature. It's things we don't have to force ourselves to do or think about. Right, we you naturally start them. to see opportunities. And imagine to help if everyone operated from that place. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's why I started Black Zen. Sorry, we started Black Zen. Yes, I was <laughs> like, why... really? Did she just say full credit? <laughs> but the goal is just to get people to meditate, to yeah. create a society where people intrinsically feel those feels. Do what's right by other people. By other people. And by themselves. Without having to force themselves to do it or having to think about it. Yeah, it just I see that. second nature to be good citizens. I told yeah. Good I to our that. families, good to the people around us, mm-hmm. and good to strangers just because that's how we are. Right. That's how we operate in life. Yeah. So. We're in. And yeah. on that one. I was going to say, well, actually, I think that ties into my um my meditation tip of the week. Let's hear it. Yeah. So, that brings us to this meditation tip of the week, mm-hmm. and I'm going to read this one, because there was a lot of thought behind it, and I feel like I can't say it how I want to say it. I, I can agree with that. Okay. I thought, yeah, I thought so it was really I'm just going to read it, and then we can discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you'll more than likely notice interchange before seeing a change in circumstances. The saying goes, you cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it. We found this to be true on many levels. The good news As our mind is transformed through meditation, we put ourselves in a position to work on the physical things in life we'd like to change. And while interchange is hard to measure, have confidence that those subtle shifts will bring about the change you want to see. And all that really is to say, like we always tell you, Mm -hmm. change your mind. Change your life. (laughs) Change your your mind, change your situation. Mm -hmm. Change your mind, change your life. There's no other shortcuts. The only way to see change is to change your mind. Yep. Leave it on that. Jasmine and I will be back next week. Yes. She is fully recovered. I am. I I am at full bill of health. I'm back. (laughs) I'm at 100%. As always, if you have any questions about what we've talked about today or Mm -hmm. you want to continue the conversation, send us an email at info at blackzen.co. And we will address any and all things that we talk about or anything that comes up in those emails. And we'll mention that on the next podcast for the recap. Yep. So, love you. We're going to be as altruistic as we can. Yeah. And as always, fam, have a great week.